Listen to this inspiring message on the real joy of Christmas by our guest speaker, Reverend C. A. Benjamin. Uh, we are delighted to have uh, Reverend C. A. Benjamin with us. Uh, he's uh, close to four decades of uh, serving the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, early years as a, as a pastor, and, uh, and of course he, he's also an itinerant speaker, so he travels widely, uh, preaching in various churches, conferences, and so on. And uh, close to a decade as the director of FIBA India. Uh, FIBA uh, has been in India for over 50 years, and uh, they proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ primarily through radio and now also through the internet and other digital avenues. And uh, Reverend Sia Benjamin is also a counselor, uh, spends time with people, uh, and just helps help them uh, Get to, you know, get to know the Lord and uh, strengthen their walk with the Lord. His wife is also here. Both of them are dear to us. They've been with us uh, at several occasions. Uh, uh, Sister Kamala Benjamin has also taught in our Bible college for several years. And so this morning, we are very delighted to have Reverend C. Benjamin. Why don't we just rise up to our feet, uh, put our hands together, and welcome our guest here this morning, Reverend C. Benjamin. What a joy it is for me to be here this morning along with my wife, and uh, especially want to thank Pastor Ashish for this privilege that he has given to us to worship with you. I have seen this church grow and praise God. And I'm praying that Lincoln Hall will not be sufficient for all of you. You need to move to a bigger place. Am I right? You can say hallelujah, no problem. Yeah, thank you. I never told Pastor Ashish and Mike what I'm going to speak on. But the moment I came here, Mike said, Share something that is joyful that you want to celebrate. And I was listening to Pastor Jacuma leading the worship, and throughout he spoke on Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, on the shepherds. So I would like to focus on the shepherd and ask them a few questions. What does Christmas mean to you? Because as I travel around, people have forgotten the centrality of Christmas. Santa Claus has become the center. Am I right? Even in your house, if there is no Santa Claus, children say boring Christmas. Am I right? You can nod your head if it's truthful. As I travel around, a few years back, I was invited to speak at three Christmas programs. I won't name the church. In that church, there was a nativity scene. And the children were called to act, Joseph, Mary, shepherds, and some of them were animals. And I was watching, and... Looks like the Mary was much younger than Joseph. She must be in the primary class. And Joseph was in the sixth standard. And the service got a little longer. Mary started crying. The Sunday school teacher came and picked up Mary and went, poor Joseph was left alone with Jesus, didn't know what to do. Sometimes it's like that with us. When we are left with Jesus, we do not know what we need to do with him. We take him also to Garuda Mall for shopping. The second, it was again a manger nativity scene, and the children were dressed like animals. Again, the service went too long. One of the shepherds slowly went and stood next to the wise men. And then the third church in Hosur, after the nativity scene, they invited me to come and speak. They cleared the stage, and I came to the stage, and to my great surprise, I found they cleared the entire stage, but left Jesus in the manger and went. Poor Jesus, he was all alone. Nobody there to worship him. This morning, what is the focus of Christmas? 
somehow we have replaced Christmas, the Christ in Christmas, with Xmas. My dear loved ones, there is nothing called Xmas. If Christ is out of Christmas, there is no Christmas at all. The best way for us to understand about the shepherds is to look at three different stages. Shepherds with the flocks, shepherds with angels, and shepherds with Jesus. And it's my prayer this morning that the encounter that the shepherds had with Jesus, you and I will have it. That you and I will never go back the same way we came in, so that this morning will not be an entertainment. It will be a tremendous worship. As my brother Mike started off, and placing the tone properly. And when Pastor Jacob, Pastor Jacob led to our worship. And told us we have come to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. First look at Luke's Gospel chapter 2. If you have your Bibles those days. I used to tell people if you are a conservative Christian. Open your printed Bible. These days I say if you are a descendant of Moses. Switch on your tablets. Turn with me to Luke's Gospel chapter 2. Keep your Bibles open. Verse 8. And there were shepherds living out, living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flock at night. The shepherds with the flocks. The Bible says they were watching the flocks by night. The activity, the celebration of the day did not affect them a bit. Did you notice? It was nearby. The celebration, they were watching the flocks by night. But what happened did not affect them. Why? For three reasons, my friends. The shepherds are ignorant people. They are the gypsies of a time. They are not well informed. Everybody in the city gets to know, but the shepherds are the last one to get any information. They were so close, and yet they do not know about the birth of Christ. They were living nearby, watching the flocks by night. They were not only ignorant people, they were also the ignored people. Because the shepherds were the people whose word is not accepted in the court of law. They were unreliable. They were trust, untrustworthy. They were not accepted. They were unclean. They were not welcomed into the homes of people. And so they were the rejected ones, the unwanted ones. And not only they were ignorant... And they were ignored. They were also insignificant people. Nobody wanted to associate with the shepherds. They were all alone in the field. May I say this morning, I do not know who you are. But I can safely say some of you walked in with that same feeling. And saying, I am the ignored one. I feel so rejected. I am the second child in my family. The first one somehow gets along. The youngest one entertains the family. But I am sandwiched between the two. And I feel so low. I feel that I'm unloved. Nobody ever wants me. And so I desperately try to compete with the people so that they will accept me. I do not know, my dear loved ones, this morning. Age does not matter. You have stepped into the church with a heavy heart, with a broken peace, like the shepherd saying, nobody ever wants me. I am a loner. I've been on the way to commit suicide. When I got the call saying, Pastor, my brother is not well. He told me what it is. He said he attempted suicide, but don't tell him. And so I went to the hospital pretending 
as if I'm going to meet some other patient. As I walked in, I noticed him, but I went across. And then he called me. He said, Pastor, where are you going? I said, no, I'm just coming to see a patient. And then I looked at him. I said, son, what happened to your neck? He said, no, something happened. He just left it there. I didn't want to ask any more questions. He said, I will come and talk to you later. After he was discharged, he came to my office and he narrated the story. He said, I am the eldest in the family. Things are not all right. Yes, I attend the church. Yes, I sing the hymns. Yes, I read the Bible. But there is an emptiness on the inside. No one wants to talk to me. I feel so left out. I feel so rejected. So I decided that I will take my life out. And so he went to the upstairs. He put the stool and he hung the... I'm not giving you tips on how to commit suicide. He said, I stood on the stool. I, I put a rope and I wanted to hang myself. And then when I kicked the stool, I cried out. I cried out. I said, what did you cry out? He said, Lord, is there someone to help me in the last minute? And the neighbor saw him. She broke open the door and she brought him down. And he said, Pastor, if it was not that simple cry and the intervention of the Lord, you would not have seen me. May I say this, loved ones? You are in the right place this morning. The shepherds were so close, they did not know. They were ignorant. They were ignored. They were rejected. Nobody wants to accept them. What else will they do? Watch the flocks by night, preparing them for the sacrifice, yet not knowing what it is. I do not know if you are sitting here feeling so empty. Can I say this? I've been traveling around. There are many who come with tears and saying, would you please show me the way? I feel so rejected. I do not know why, but there is a heaviness on the inside. Religion does not matter. Caste does not matter. Color does not matter. What matters to the Lord is you and you alone. Shepherds with the flocks, ignorant, ignored, insignificant. And the Bible tells me that the angel of the Lord came to the shepherds. Look into that verse. Verse 9 to 14. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And the Bible says they were terrified. It's a natural response. Why were they terrified? Because this is the first time they're having an encounter with the world that is outside themselves. It's a divine intervention. And my friends, I want us to look at the meeting that took place. It's like any other night. They never expected that things will happen on that night. It is a routine. And the angel of the Lord met them. It is not by default that the angel of the Lord was going somewhere else and noticed the shepherds. I believe that my Lord is the Lord of the specific. He does not call us according to our roll number, roll number one. He says, Mike, follow me. He says, Sarah, follow me. He says, Kamala, follow me. He says, Benjamin, follow me. This morning, he calls you by name and he knows your need. He knows that the shepherds are ignorant the shepherds are ignored the shepherds are rejected they feel unloved and the lord came to them it is absolutely specific he comes to matthew and calls them by name he called he comes to them 
Remember, this is the Lord who meets you at the point of your need. Isn't that wonderful? When this new patient registered in the office, in the hospital, the psychiatrist waited for him to relax. And as he was sitting in the lounge, the psychiatrist went and told him, you are a new patient, but I must apologize. I didn't go through your files. So I, didn't, I don't know the story behind you. Can you start from the beginning? And the patient said, of course. And he said, in the beginning, I created heaven and earth. But may I tell you, listen very carefully. Please look at me. Don't look into your words. When Benjamin walks in, he knows me through and through. Adam, where are you? I'm hiding behind the tree. Come out, Adam. Zacchaeus, where are you? I am top. Come down, Zacchaeus. Nicodemus, where are you? I'm sitting under the tree. Come out, Zac Nicodemus. The Lord knows. He meets us at the point of our need. In my brokenness, you feel that the Lord is there. Remember the Samaritan woman who sat at the well? The Bible tells me she came in the afternoon. There are reasons for her to come in the afternoon. Because of the character in, that she was in. The character of the person. Because of the village. And she came all alone and said, and I believe the Bible tells me, Jesus sat at the well, not only because he's thirsty, because he was also thirsting for that soul. He sat and he spoke, Are, how can a Jew talk to me? You do not know what sort of a woman I am. I am not living with my husband. Yes, I know. Knowing who you are, I am willing to talk to you. You are a wretched woman. Yes, I know. Benjamin, your past is terrible. Yes, I know, Benjamin. There are some secret sins in you. Yes, I know. In knowing fully what, who you are, I want to call you because there is life that I want to offer to you. Zacchaeus, the tax collector, sitting on the tree, a man who is corrupt. Zacchaeus coming down. Come down, for I'm coming to your house for tea. No, Lord, we'll settle it here. No, 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 I want to come to your house. The man at the pool of Bethesda. 38 years. Friends, go home and read. You'll find that it's Jesus who took the initiative. And as he walks in, even on that Sabbath day, when that man was sitting there, things were going on. But my Bible tells me, he saw the man with a withered hand, and he said, stretch out your hand. And the room was crowded, and the lady was bleeding for 12 years, crawled and touched the hem of his garment. Only two people knew about it. The one who touched and the one from whom the power went. He stood there and said, who touched me? Everybody said, what a question. All of us are touching you. No, no, no. He says, I know there is someone who touched me. And she came and said, it's me. My Lord can identify that lonely cry. My Lord can listen to a cry that is so desperate even this morning participating here Sunday after Sunday, and he can listen to your tears. And I love that verse in the Bible in Psalm 34, verse 6, when the psalmist says, O Lord, you have bottled my tears, O Lord. The only one who can interpret your teardrops, please listen, the only one who can interpret your teardrops is my Lord, no one else. Even as counselors, we can only say, yes, we understand, but we really don't understand. But the Lord knows, Samaritan woman, I know, Zacchaeus, I know, Peter fished all night and he caught nothing. Peter, can you imagine 
in your area of expertise is a failure. Is there someone sitting here? You thought things were all right with you. You thought you are a muck. You are an expert in marketing, and in your own area of expertise, there is a failure. And my Jesus walks in and tells Peter, "Cast your net on the other side." I love that passage, friends. You know what? Jesus in the same sea with the same boat with the same net, but a different command. Peter caught his net full. But look at the beauty of my Lord. Beyond the empty nets, he saw the emptiness of Peter. Behind that empty pot at the well, he saw the emptiness of the woman. This morning, he knows. You and I need not explain. He knows it, and that is why he looks at you and says, "My daughter, I can see the suppression. I can see that you have been swallowing your own tears, young man. You're putting on a brave friend." And there is a smile that is very casual, but that is superficial. I know what is behind. Come, the ignorant shepherds, the ignored shepherds, the insignificant shepherds, were met by the angel of the Lord. And may I say this: in the choice of God, there are no rejects. In the choice of God, there are no rejects. In the reach of God, there are no boundaries. Come with me to Bagel Court. Just few weeks ago, my team members told me two of them are getting ready for baptism. So we drove down. We went to Hubli. From there, drove down to Bagalcourt. The mother and the daughter were standing out on the road. I asked my colleague, "Are these the people?" They said, "Yes." Smilingly, they took us to their house. When I went into the house, I just could not control my tears. It's only this much. It's a tin shed. No light. No electricity, no water, and I looked at this mother and said, "Are you staying here?" She said, "Yes." I said, "Why is it you're not staying inside the village?" She said, "My husband died of AIDS, and before he died, he announced to the full village that my wife and daughter also has got AIDS, and the family village has pushed us out. They are not accepting us inside, but with a smile they invited us, and this is what the mother said." Everybody in the village has pushed us out. Only one person has taken us in, and his name is Jesus Christ. We had to drive another two hours to baptize the mother and the daughter. May I say this, young man, young woman, my dear families, my dear loved ones, if you're sitting here defeated, with failure overwhelming you, saying there is no future, everything is gone, he comes to you at the point of your need. There is nothing. That can stop the Lord from reaching you in your place of pain, tears, isolation, failure, and agony. Painful. It is not only their meeting that took place with the angels. You will also listen to the message that the angels gave the shepherds. Look at that verse, verse ten. But the angels said to them, "Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people." It is not only the meeting, but also the message. Good news that causes great joy. That is why I was sitting there. I was very happy when Mike started off with talking about joy. And Pastor Jacob was reading about. And I believe this morning it is ordained by the Lord because when the Lord gives the word, there are no defaults. He keeps His word because you read. The shepherds say, "Just as we heard." We saw, just as we heard, 
and so you find here the messages i bring you good news in other words the angel of the lord is telling the shepherds the good news is not that you are preparing the sheep for the temple that's not the good news the good news is not that you are the shepherds who have been chosen no that's not the good news the good news is not even that the angel of the lord came to you that's not the good news the good news is also not the message that you receive the good news is that savior is born and that is the cause for great joy you know what it means the cause of great joy in your life and my life is when the savior reigns in my life because sin can hinder that fellowship the relationship with god sin can rob us of the joy and happiness sin can take away that fullness and that is why there is no purpose that is why the job that i do the things that i do is the same thing doesn't make a difference yes i am doing i am earning but there is no joy there is no purpose there is no meaning in my life how often we have done that there is no sense of direction there is no fullness in my life and the angel of the lord came and said to you it is very specific to you and it's a message to the entire nation and i believe this morning that's the good news for you and me that the savior is born anything outside this my friends will not bring peace and joy to you and me we need to receive many many years ago i was the president of the youth fellowship in my own church but no relationship with the lord it became a christian activity i can continue doing things because it's a ritual but one fine day I had an encounter with the living Lord and he changed my direction and there is no turning back there is no age to receive him as the Lord and Savior but there is only one problem if I delay it I will miss the joy of those years it'll be too late one of the things I said that I said it in APC last time when I came in and may I say it one of the painful things that I have gone through as a pastor is to bury more number of children and young children in the city of bangalore i still cry i walk down the cemetery and i see these children whom i have buried 14 years 13 years it's painful and the ones who god give to us and then takes us ahead of us and i always ask lord what is happening and may i say this i have asked this question many times lord 13 years 14 years 16 years one month 42 my own cousin has gone why is benjamin living and may i say this my friends we are living because god has got a purpose in our life not because i am a fiba director not because i am the grandfather or the father not because i am the husband because god has got a purpose and in order for me to find that purpose i need to receive the savior shepherds don't do your routine job without any purpose before it is too late here is the good news the good news that will cause great joy and peace two things that are absolutely important for any human being joy and peace the lord knows it all the lord knows it all is there someone sitting here restless with heaviness of heart there is no joy your family is saying why am i living in this home and the children don't find any comfort and joy in that house is there a misunderstanding between husband and wife and there's a constant struggle but the home is a home a christian home it's only a name 
But inside there is so much of strife, there is bitterness, there is pain. May I say this? Just don't enjoy the good news. If you want to celebrate, you need to appropriate this gift in your life. And it's given to all. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. He just gives to you. Come. We have a granddaughter who's just about a little over one year. And um, when I give her a biscuit, she comes. 24 bar 7, she opens her mouth when I give. She bites the biscuit. She goes around. And then I sit there and say, baby, please give me. She will go and bring a new biscuit from the table. And then she will come close to me and she will see both the biscuit. The one that she has bitten, that she will give it to me. She'll take the new one in her hand. And every time I see that, I ask myself, if that would have happened, my friends, you and I would not have been here this morning. He gave his only begotten son, and that's the best. Nothing else matters. And that is why Paul says, Peter says in Acts 2, you have rejected him. Now, he has not rejected you. You have rejected him. Stephen in Acts chapter 6 said, you have rejected him. But he accepts, and that is why on the cross, even the thief, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Today, you shall be with me in paradise. It can be the 11th hour for you and me this morning. Angel, the shepherds with the flocks, the shepherds with the angels. And now you find the shepherds with Jesus. Look into that verse. Verse 15. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. You can go home and read that passage. The angel of the Lord never told the shepherds, you go and find out for yourself. The angel of the Lord only gave the message. And the Bible says, the angel, the, sh the shepherd said, let's go to Bethlehem. It was a spontaneous decision. It was a voluntary decision. And they went. There was no hesitation. You know what? This morning, he can only present to you himself. But it has to be your decision. It has to be your willing decision. If you want to have a change of direction, if you want to have a change of lifestyle, if you want to have a change in your perspective, if you want things to be new, if you want this Christmas to be the Christmas of your life, you need to make that offer. You need to make that. And the Bible says, the shepherds, said, let's go and see this thing that has happened. And the Bible says when they went, they saw, they heard, they saw, and then they spread immediately. Now listen, the shepherds are the insignificant ones. The shepherds, they are unreliable ones. The shepherds are untrustworthy. And you find here, now they are going back to proclaim. You know what he's saying? Till now, we never had any value to our life and to what we said. But after the angel of the Lord met us, and after we came to Jesus, the entire life has changed. You better listen to what I'm saying. We are significant because Christ means a lot to us. And the Bible tells us, and the Bible tells us, people were amazed at what the shepherds said. The shepherds, they had seen him. They spread the word, and they returned. The Bible says, they return glorifying and praising God. Something happened. They went back to the same place, the regular work, but things were different. Friends, the first Christmas was a different Christmas for the shepherds. The wise men traveled so many miles and they worshiped. King Herod 
did not move from that place because he was angry that the king of kings is going to replace him. The chief priests, they stood there. They showed the way, but they didn't want to go and worship. But the wise men traveled and they worshiped. The shepherds were simple, sincere, and they said, let us go. This morning, all that the Lord is looking for, that simplicity, that honesty, and that simple way of saying, Lord, I need you. I just want to come to you. My religion does not matter. Age does not matter. But there is something in me that is troubling me for too long. I have replaced. I have tried different things. I have tried drugs. Nothing worked. I've got involved in many jobs. Nothing worked. I thought marriage will be the answer, but it's a disaster. True. It's nothing to be funny about. It is true. But there is something that is troubling me. May I say this? It's the Savior that can make a difference in your life. Would you just say, I will go and see the Savior. Let me close with this. They say it is a true story. On Saturday night, around 10 o'clock, the pastor of the Almighty God Parish, that's the name of the church, Almighty God Parish Church, was trying to call his friend on Saturday morning, but the friend never picked up the phone, and the pastor said, this is something that never happens. He's a good friend of mine. I don't know why. And the second time the pastor called, he picked up the phone. And the pastor said, why is it that you did not pick up my phone? He said, no, this is the first time it's ringing. Anyway, they continued the conversation. On Monday, his church member, the pastor's church member, called and said, Pastor, why did you call me on Saturday night? Pastor said, I never called you. He said, no, my phone went on ringing, but I didn't want to take it. Then he, only then pastor remembered that the first time when he tried, it was a wrong number. It went to this man. Anyway, the man, the pastor said, I am sorry, by mistake, I called your number. He said, Pastor, let me tell you my story, why I didn't pick up. That night, I wanted to commit suicide. And I cried out. I said, Lord, if you're truly there, stop me from committing suicide. And the phone rang. And on the ID call, I saw Almighty God. I kept the phone down. This afternoon, your situation is nothing beyond his control. Nothing can stop the Lord from reaching you. Nothing can block his ears from listening to your cry. It is open. I don't know who you are, but I feel this morning deep in my heart, some of you are sitting here totally shattered, broken, with the wet eyes. I have not discussed this with Pastor Ashish, but I want to tell you, as the worship team comes this morning and plays a song, with all eyes closed, all heads bowed down, if you are saying sincerely, Lord, Without any force, I want to see you. Meet me, O oh Lord. Yes, I'm a Christian. I've been going on. But I want to make this Christmas different. Christ of Christmas, you know my brokenness. You know my need. I've been playing this hide-and-seek for too long. I have got this plastic smile. I've been just putting on. There is emptiness in my life. And the Lord is saying, come to me. Come to me. You will go back rejoicing, praising and thanking God. Shall we look to the Lord in prayer with all eyes closed, with all heads bowed down? As I've been saying, age does not matter. The Lord knows. Behind your smile, he knows there's a struggle for peace. He says, don't put on. I am here. And while the worship team sings a song or plays a music, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I want you to stand so that I can pray with you. Don't go back empty. Don't go back confused. When the Lord can meet with the shepherds, the insignificant one, 
the ignored one, the ignorant ones, and change their life. This morning, he can do that to you and me. Could it be the last chance that he's giving us? You have come so close, but don't go back without meeting the Savior. Don't wait for others if it is your need. It is the need for you and Christ. Quietly stand where you are, and we can pray the prayer of commitment. Yes, keep standing. Don't look around. Just close your eyes. It's between you and the Lord. There is a need. Yes, remain standing. Are there any more? Say, Lord Jesus, I need Age does not matter. This could be a crucial time. Come in to stay. Yes. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Many times I've been so close, O oh Lord, and have gone back without receiving you as the Lord and Savior. Sunday after Sunday, I'm coming to church. Maybe for some of you, this is the first time. The Lord is interested in you. That's why you are here this morning. The shepherds did not delay. They said, we will go. Let's go. The decision is yours. Into my life. Into my life. We have to stop somewhere. Yes. My life. Lord Jesus. Are there any more? Come Some of them are already standing. call of God. You can hear his voice this morning. Don't reject him. He will not reject you. Yes. While the music is being played, as you've been hearing his voice, do not turn your back to him. Go along with him. Receive him. And see what the Lord can do in your life, in your family. Those of you who've uh, responded to the message you heard, just want to lead you in a simple prayer to express what's happening inside you, to express your heart to the Lord. And I just request you to please repeat after me to just use this, make it a personal prayer. You could use this. So if you don't mind, just repeat this after me. There might be some people, maybe you're still seated. But you feel in your heart that you want to 
have Jesus come into your life this morning. And you can do this too. Just repeat it after me. Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Forgive my sins. Make me a new person. Make me a child of God. And help me to follow you. And you alone. The rest of my life. I believe you died for my sins, that you were buried, that you rose up again, and you're alive today. And I will follow you the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, let's just put our hands together and just thank the Lord for what's happened this morning. Father, we just thank you. For every heart that's been opened, for every life that's been changed, for every life that's been impacted, God, we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also, visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.